Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. <laughs> so there's this, there's this uh, podcast musical called 36 Questions. It stars Jonathan Groff. Mm. And... There's this song called One Thing, and literally it's describing exactly what you're talking about, how he went to his parents' home. He wanted to change the light bulb, but as he was doing that, he found something else wrong, which led to something else wrong, which led to something else wrong. It's the same exact thing you're talking about. Highly recommend that musical, by the way. It's a podcast musical, all audio, 36 questions. It's good stuff. I like Groff. He's, uh, he does good stuff. So yeah, he does. Um, you guys ready? You guys ready to do a show? Sure. Can I? Can yeah, I, before I, you, I might. Before <laughs> yes. Wait. Jammer's like Jammer's like Brad Pitt out of the Ocean's Eleven. Oh film. yeah. He's always something. something when, when we start the cast. Well, especially today, I had a freaking reheat fries because I've been so busy between, you know, family emergency stuff and then work exploding. It's just like. So how's everything going there? You, get, you are you? I mean, I know that's not going to get better, but are you okay? Oh, we'll see. Okay. Probably not. But I'm sorry to hear that. That's all right. Well, uh, once if things happen, like I think they're going to happen, it'll hit this weekend. But right now yeah. I'm going on adrenaline. It, uh, not to belabor the point, it really sucks that it's COVID, right? Like you have somebody that has lived made it through like such a point in time. And it's she's like, a, yeah, she's a bone cancer thing. survivor. It's like the worst kind of cancer. That's really frustrating. Yeah, I'm so, so. fucking pissed off at Trump right now. I was thinking the same it. thing about um, so not the same thing, but I was thinking the same thing about um Colin Powell is kind of the same thing to me. It's like you survived a war, several wars. It's like yeah. COVID, COVID gotcha. Like, okay, I guess <sighs> that's the reality of the world we live in. So get vaccinated, folks. Take care of the old people. Because my grandparents got vaccinated, got their boosters, still got it, and they have other health problems. So you're, you're potentially saving someone else that is not able to survive. I don't know if you know, that, but that's not how this works, Shammer. My rights. My oh, yeah. freedoms. Yeah. That's, you give a shit that's about your freedoms and rights. God damn it. You go fuck yourself. You go, you go hang yourself <sighs> with your freedoms. I don't know if you know that, but it, like that's not how this works, right? There's a thing going on. Let's go, Brandon. It's, it's all about me right now. Have you guys seen that? <laughs> no what? apparently there's no. some meme going around it's let's go brandon i i'm oh I really about until today yeah, actually let's said, go brandon i've never let's heard go brandon. it's a real thing it's a conservative meme it is it is blasted out into the real world um is it like on tiktok or some shit it's a tiktok thing dr destructo or what the fuck his name is um dr disrespect i think is his name uh one of the twitch streamers out there that all the kids love since they've moved on seemingly moved on from pewdiepie pewdiepie so I've known that I'm in a bad shape for two reasons today. Well, not the reasons behind it, but two telling signs. A, I'm eating fucking fries for lunch. I was going to say you're Brad Pitt snacking. B, <laughs> I literally thought to myself, 
should I take a Pepsi right now? Because I want to start morning drinking. (laughs) (laughs) And what did you decide? Uh, It's not morning anymore, but here's a beer. Okay. I mean, but it's afternoon, you know, it's, it's good. This is good. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, sure. Sure. It's Friday. It works. It works. Um, Yeah. Anyway, hello, welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online. I'm your host, Brandon Jones. Bienvenido por our uh, Espanol listeners. Apparently, Univision's taken over, so I have to say that now. Univision. Univision. Univision to our Spanish uh, listeners, because they're taking over. CW is doing shit. Barry's apparently You threw me the fuck off with your Spanish just now, because... It was very uh, heavily accented Spanish, and also I wasn't seeing it coming. So it was like straight <laughs> English into like heavily accented Spanish, and I was like, "What's going on? I don't understand what's happening." I mean, yo, yo hablo un poquito. I just don't have any practice with. Is you know? No, no, I'm not, I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying you threw me off. No, I no, I'm saying I, I, I speak a little. Coming. I just don't. I just don't do it. It's not a thing. I don't. I don't have anybody to practice with. So yeah, comes I, out. Used, I used to be like kind of fluent and now i'm not really because i got nobody is to it, practice with is there a word for that is there a word for somebody that just does not they just atrophy language? their language mm-hmm. of their people my dad had that happen he actually uh because spanish was his first language yeah it was my second language but he was his first language and he was like had some some guys who were building a pool in his backyard and he went out there to go talk to them he's like i sound like a white guy <laughs> He's like, I sound white. It's embarrassing. Oh, fucking gringo. What the fuck? Yeah. It seems like he's like, legitimately, he's just like, I'm embarrassed. Like, it's been so long since I spoke I, Spanish. Are you to call me piscina? I, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> That's unfortunate. That sucks. So. I mean, it, it happens. I, I, I'm very much, I need to get back into my Spanish again, really bad. Um. This podcast brought to you by Duolingo. <laughs> Actually, I got I got I got all sorts of methods. Got books I'm reading. Got some Rosetta Stone. Bought that. Can be using that more often. It's uh, it's difficult though because I'm definitely not at the bottom, but I don't know where to start learning again because it's here. like, it's like you know go go go, go 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 go. It's like oh, you're at I'm the bottom. Abo- now you're I'm here. above intermediate. But like, I don't know where the transition is between some of the intermediate and advanced stuff is like not stuff I know, but then blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's, it's difficult to get back into a language that you already have like a solid foundation for because you don't know. Essentially what it comes down to is you just don't remember the vocab. So like when you're speaking, it's like, oh, I know how to say this. I just don't know the mm-hmm. words, which is a weird way of saying it. So I'm going to give you an imperfect analogy. Uh, I, with a guitar, I am approaching intermediate. Um, moving on from beginner and what I was saying to my teacher yesterday I was lamenting like I need somebody to play with it's not enough to have like a backing track that I can riff off of I need to be able to play off of another person and so what I hear as you're talking is like for you would be better if there was just a native speaker that was just like hey half an hour Spanish only yeah Mm -hmm. I mean my wife is pretty good too she's actually better than I am right now but like at the same time, it's go- it becomes a thing where it's just like, 
how do I say this? She's like, oh, fuck, I don't know. Shit. Okay, I guess I'm looking up words now. And then we're talking in English. And then it's ruined. The whole immersion is ruined. Terrible. Terrible. It's going to be hard. I, I don't have any. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I have no aspirations to learn anything other than my but ugly English and even worse Spanish. So I want to learn four languages. I imagine. So I'm curious, Danny, how many languages do you speak? Just one? English. Just English? Okay. I've, I've always American. loved. <laughs> Did he freeze? No, he's just giving me the stink eye yeah. for a long time. <laughs> So those who can't see, he did freeze, and he's just given him a, a very, very saucy side eye. <laughs> oh. I think he has. I think he has, Jammer. So I'll do my Spanish and just say, hola. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that accent was. was that was Spanish. like a Borat. That was like a Borat accent. Spanish, Spanish. Is, is it, I had a, um, a Spanish girlfriend for about eight years here in Dubai and we traveled the whole of South America. And because she, because she spoke the language, I ended up learning nothing while we were touring down there. It's very disappointing. However, I will say this, Jammer, I understood a lot of what she was saying. I just couldn't actually um, uh, speak it. So when she was having conversations with people or, and this was the funniest thing, when she was having conversations with her family and I knew she was talking about me, I knew what she was talking about. And I think she forgot that sometimes because she'd get off the phone and I'd say, I couldn't respond to what you were saying, but I know exactly what you were talking about. And she'd be like, oh shit. <laughs> very, very annoying. So I did find it easy. I did pick up a lot understanding, but just never a little bit like you in the sense I found it hard to verbalize what I understood. So yeah, but uh, no, just English for me, buddy. Just English for me. Yeah. Jonesy seems to have disappeared. Do you want to jump into some news of the day before we uh, bore the listeners with Duolingo conversation? Let's talk about some news here. Oh, <laughs> sorry, he sent a message. His wife knocked out the router. <laughs> BRB. Um, yeah, let's talk about some news. So we got we got some uh trying to think here. Let, let's go ahead and start with just a, a news piece, like a, a random news piece that I thought was pretty interesting. And it has to do with the team-up movie that really started it all. Of course, the MCU started back in 2008, but you know, they were a bunch of separate movies that kind of tied in slightly, but it was the Avengers that really was the movie that made us realize, oh. Let's uh this is what it is. This is this this is what it's like to have a legitimate team up movie in film. And yeah. you know, that, that was that was all sorts of awesome. Like I think we all loved it. And then it it led to many of us really connecting with the original six Avengers. So little did we know that many years later, uh, we would be left with those six plus others to really help clean up the mess in Avengers Infinity War. And you know, for us, a lot of us, Avengers Endgame was it's like, who's going to survive? Who's going to make it at the end? What's going to happen? And ultimately, we lost Iron Man, who died. Captain America went back in time to relive his, his life. And then we had uh, Black Widow, of course, also died. So that's three. But that left us with Hulk, Thor, and Hawkeye. Really, Hawkeye is the one who survived of those three, of those six. It's crazy. Original, it still, yeah. still blows my mind that he survived. Uh, <laughs> but apparently, that was not the original plan. 
The original plan was, this is a, this comes according to the, the book, the story of Marvel Studios, the making of the cinematic universe. And it says in Kevin's initial or Kevin's initial pitch that it was Toy Story 3. Uh, they're going to jump into a furnace together concept. This was revealed by Joe Russo. Uh, the brother's pushback was there was no possible way for the story to be able to take the time to celebrate each one of them. And that for the fans, it was an impossible scenario to walk out of the theater uh, and process. So Danny, considering how things turned out, we were left with half the Avengers. Um, and one of the three that are gone is living, ha- living happily ever after. How do you feel that compares to the original vision for Avengers Endgame? Well, I think when, when this when it first broke, I was I was very happy that we ended up with what got rather than what could be. Um, I you know it's easy to think about well that would have been awful because what we got was pretty much close to cinematic action as far as Marvel ended so that universe good. Go, it was so good, right? So it's difficult to imagine anything else would have ever been any good whatsoever. Um, but I'm just interested on that. You have you got the article in front of you, uh, Jammer? When when was that decision kind of touted? You mentioned the Russos. But was it maybe around the Captain America era when they were doing those? Or was it when Infinity War? I mean, was it quite close to the end? when? Oh, I can't imagine. There's no way. There had to be probably way prior to that, like when they were doing Civil well, War stuff. Think- yeah, that's what I was thinking. When obviously they were happy with what the Russo brothers were doing with that. And probably they were already in talks about, hey, can you wrap this up for us? Because we love what you've done on these two. Um, and so I, I maybe it's something that was just spitballed and they weren't sure what was going to happen with contracts for those actors in the films moving forwards. Because they may have been some sort of you, you might remember you know how many more films had um had chris evans signed up to at that point how many had hemsworth signed up to we know that Robert downey jr had already said that he kind of pretty much wanted out at some point right so maybe there was all that kind of stuff going on and they were just spitballing about how they could do it um, my imagination i would imagine well, that like it was essentially you know at, at whatever point they initially hashed out here's where things are going that probably was what the pitch was and then maybe yeah. they brought the directors on and the director was like okay let's talk about that that ending and let's not do that and it probably was there's <laughs> no way that it was they they knew they they had to have known where they were going while they were shooting infinity war because yeah. they basically shot them back to back essentially sure. i think there was like a month gap between the two of them or so if i recall correctly but they, it wasn't like they were making it up as they were shooting or making it up oh, I can't imagine just that. prior. Yeah. So I agree. I think though it's, it ultimately ended up being what it needed to be. Um, it, it allowed us to celebrate these characters and it, it allowed us not to have to mourn the loss of all of them at once. And it's allowed Thor to continue on and it's allowed Hulk yep. to continue on and Hawkeye. And they're all having projects. We got She-Hulk coming up, which will involve Hulk. We got Thor Love and Thunder, which would likely transition to him out, but you never know. Like they seem to be really open to morphing these characters and, and, and making them malleable to whatever they need in that moment, which is fantastic. And then Hawkeye, you know, having that, you know, that show come out, which is still looks absolutely awesome to me. I just, I'm pretty excited for the future, what the future holds of the MCU. And it would not have been possible, or some of it wouldn't have been possible, were it not for them surviving. For those decisions so, that were made, yeah, for those decisions. Yeah. And it was it was great to hear what you just said about the quote from uh, one of the Russos, I think. I mean, you said it was one of the Russos, I don't know which one, but about that that Joe. wouldn't have been, uh, had having to, should we say, kill them all off or get rid of them somehow, we wouldn't have been able to have each of them get the ending that they deserved and having the 
two you know main characters have the ending that they really deserved i think the, the the black widow project was probably being talked about at that point but to have those two main characters have a real fulfilling ending uh, i think that was definitely the right choice and to have to do four others and have the story play out and thanos and everything that was going on would have been you know we could have ended up having three films it could have been Endgame could have been part three of a, a, a trilogy if they had tried to do that. And it would have lost the impact in the last film. So, no, definitely the right choice. Definitely the right choices were made. And I'm pleased. I'm happy about that. Brandon, what are your thoughts on them not killing off all six Avengers in Avengers Endgame, original Avengers yeah. in that movie? So I did not see the quote, but I agree uh, with Danny. I felt that it's weird. You see things play out on screen and you think that they are they were always meant to be that way, right? Like, of course they intended to only have the original Avengers come back and save everything, but that's not the way that they originally intended it. And having seen the way it played out, you're like, of course, of course that's what was supposed to happen. So uh, I'm glad they did the way that they did. And you got to spend some time with these characters, a lot of whom we're not gonna see anymore, so. I muted myself. I fucking do the faux pas of muting myself and then forgetting <laughs> to unmute myself on freaking whatever. Anyways, any last words about this topic before we move on? No, no not for me. All right. So last week we talked about the Cowboy Bebop, I guess, Lost Session. That I, think oh, I love this it. trailer. I love this okay. trailer. Okay. So let's just jump right into it. They have a new official actual trailer for Cowboy Bebop. What were your thoughts, Danny? <laughs> I love this trailer. I thought it was fucking great. I, I mean, that, that first little teaser we have, and it was fun, and I loved all the, the quick cuts and the, the comic strip kind of, you know, uh, editing that they had. But I was a little bit nervous that the whole show would be too much of that. But this trailer showed that that was maybe just a way to market it or it was going to be a very small part of it. But I loved it. I, I have no idea about these characters because I am not watching the anime that you guys keep trying to get me to watch. But from what I've seen from this trailer, it looks such a heap of fun. Um, I, I'm really enjoying the the the, the mashup of of different styles and 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 uh, genres that seem to be mixed in there. I'm getting this Guardians of the Galaxy mix up with this strange um trippy kind of universe where it's maybe set round earth I, I don't know and that's why i fucking love it because i think it just looks bonkers but not so crazy that i don't think i'm going to understand it i loved it and i thought it looked great too visually the special effects and stuff look really really polished so i'm i'm super excited about it and i know fuck all about who these people are so that was a good trailer for me Brandon, what did you think of the trailer, especially compared to what we saw last week? So it's obviously different. And I think one of the concerns that I think both you and I had, well, I'll speak for myself, that narratively, I was concerned about how fast this show would move. And mm. so in this trailer, you got a little bit of slowdown. You got to see what some of the more quiet moments would be like. Mm. And I really like that. And so now we've got, okay, so here's what the action is going to be like. Here are what some of the quiet moments are going to be like. And here's more of what the narrative beats of this show could be like it's still more colorful and more trippy than uh, what the cartoon is like but i like that they're leaning into some of the other elements like getting to see his spaceship uh, i'm sorry spike's spaceship uh getting to see the bebop and seeing how those elements are going to work in the show uh, to be really clear curious. you mean the you know you don't know mean the bebop 
and then also the small red ship that he has. Yeah, that's really bad. That. I cannot think of the name of Spike's ship. Um, yeah, so he's got either. that tiny red ship that he got into in the trailer. Uh, and then there is the larger Bebop. Um, and then Faye has a ship as well. We haven't seen that to the best of my knowledge in the trailer. So there I think are, we may have seen a glimpse of it, if I recall. Did we? Okay. I think like it's like a glimpse. It. Yeah, it's like Super a single fast. shot that's like fast. Yeah. Okay, I missed it. Um, but I, I like that because um, you're always curious like how much money you're going to put into this and certainly doing like things like that, special effects and space and it's going to cost a little bit more. So it seems like they're going to give us a lot of stuff. And I'm I'm and more adult. excited to see how it plays out. Yeah, we get Ayn. It's adult. still weird. It's still weird. Ayn the Corgi. Ayn. Why? The dog uh, was could... pretty. The dog was almost photorealistic in the anime. Like he was. Well, I exactly associate. Like I associate Ayn more with Ed than oh, yeah. any of the other characters, and so it's weird to see the dog and not Ed. So, but, but Ayn showed up before Ed. Several episodes before Ed. Yeah, still weird. Ed is uh Danny is is this is Ayn is the dog. Ed is the hacker character, this this teenage hacker girl character who gets introduced in, I want to say eight episodes into the show, and is sort of like the fourth member of their crew and um plays a really important role and is probably one of the more I mean they're all iconic in their own ways, but is like is the most notably goofy and weird thing in the show. She's just really weird and rubbery and <laughs> well like seriously that yeah no like yeah. yeah she types like this it's like this weird <laughs> anyway so jammer i know you had concerns about whether or not this was speaking with like an anime voice for lack of a better term did this assuage your fears or are you still like fuck this shit no i've never been fucked this shit first I... of all i think this looks really great <laughs> but i don't look at it and think anime i look at it and just think cool and stylized and specifically i don't look at it and think this is cowboy bebop because like i said before this doesn't look like cowboy bebop if you look it's it looks like cowboy bebop cosplay with uh some speed racer and dick tracy and scott pilgrim vibes all kind of going um so ironically enough none of those things are really pulled from what i consider anime and by the speed racer thing i'm talking about the wachowskis movie from 2000 what was it five or seven whatever it was wait when you say it doesn't pull from anime you're saying that the speed racer movie is not sufficiently like the anime no not even close okay all right um it's very it's like cool and stylized but i don't look at it and think anime at all i just look at it and think that speed racer movie is fucking awesome because i love that speed racer movie Um, is there an example of a live action translation where you're like that's not yet okay or i'm sure there has been give me a minute think for a second so i think the japanese have done live action stuff like ruoni kenshin and uh, i haven't seen that um the death note movie no no not the american one the japanese one is there a there i don't know that there's is it good uh it's not well produced, but it God covers it. a lot of the beats of the anime and the manga sufficiently enough to be interesting. I actually liked it. It's a fun movie, but I wouldn't say it's well done. It looks like it was shot on fucking mini DV or mm. something. It's <laughs> how old but is it? It's probably two thousand eight, two thousand seven. Okay, have I never seen this? It's weird. Probably not. You would remember. Yeah. 
Okay. But Sorry. I mean, I thought it was solid, but it like it has a lot of the same flaws of like over exposition, kind of goofy shit. And it doesn't look like it shot well. It looks like it was, it looks like a student film, but what it's narrative. Like? <laughs> they oh, look no. like they look like <laughs> PS2 graphics just Aww. floating in the air. It does not look great. <laughs> it's not look great. Um but let me think here. So I mean. I don't think they do particularly well in Japan because to me, it's like people walking around cosplaying. When I'm thinking of what is a good translation of something, it's something that both captures the spirit of the anime, but also looks like it's somewhat kind of grounded in our world at the same time. Um, that would be a good translation. Like I don't need to be like colors, split screens, goofy things. Like that's that's to me not the core of what anime is. It's more about this sort of I don't know, something else a little bit more nebulous that apparently I can't explain. Um, is there a live action movie that I can think of that was comparable to anime? I can't think of one um, that I think is good. Though, ironically enough, I think the closest in feeling might be Pacific Rim. No. <laughs> ready player one. Oh, that's not that's a good movie. I'm not saying it's a good no. movie. I'm not saying it's anime. I'm just saying what I would imagine sort of a feel translated oh, from an anime to that could be like that. But that's not good. It doesn't need to be good in order to be like kind of have a certain feel that I associate with anime. Pacific Rim, I didn't like because to me, Pacific Rim was surface level anime, it wasn't like core anime it was much like oh big robots and colorful and asian people and sets being built it's blah 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 that's what it felt like it was one asian person what are you talking about asian person sorry i had a modified asian person now no there was like Um, two two i remember one oh there was the i think there was the japanese team as well um i don't know i i thought of that as like an anime plus it it reminded me of macross because it very much was a mix between um Top Gun, and then pick some random uh, kaiju anime that you've seen before. But I said it half joking. But I'm like, no, no, I'm that actually. Yeah. God, what is a, what has been a good one? A good one that I think. Oh, this is a good anime thing that's live action. I don't. There is one. There is. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm guaranteed. Would like to help you out, but I don't. <laughs> I've lived this. I've had a third. Or less of a beer. I don't know what it is out there. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm gonna find it. But I'm gonna find it's, it. It's it's my white whale. This is my Moby <laughs> Dick. What what was that film that uh, Robert Rodriguez did recently? Was that an anime? Oh, Alita. Yeah, because I yes. like that. Was that a good yes. one? It seemed like it was. Yeah. Yeah. So I that is a manga so. and was an anime. Ironically. I don't think it felt like the manga on which it's based, but I do think it did a good job of kind of capturing what I feel is the spirit of anime. So yes, I think it was probably the best adaptation that I can think of in that respect. Oh, another one, Thor Ragnarok. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. And Guardians of the Galaxy. So two MCU movies. No, I'm just really curious what you think. Uh the core of anime is i'm curious too come on dr jones <laughs> help me out here i mean i don't care that much i'm just curious dig into my psyche a little bit um 
so it seems like you're in articulating is a very specific color palette uh when you mm-mm, 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 well mm-mm. So, well guardians and thor ragnarok I, those are those movies could be sequels to one another but i'm talking about the the, the also the, the comedy and spirit of it like for me i remember the moment guardians of the galaxy 2 where that lady's walking on the freaking carpet and then they stop because the carpet needs to be pulled up that feels like it's pulled directly out of an anime mm-hmm. the comedy yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Yeah, I do think uh, Danny oh. pulled up a good one, Alita. So about Cowboy Bebop, um, yeah. I think, like I've said many times before, it doesn't look like Cowboy Bebop, but it looks fucking awesome. So I'm definitely going to watch it. And like I've said before, I'm not a biggest fan of the Cowboy Bebop anime to begin with. Like, I think it's fine. I really like the movie, but the show itself is kind of bleh, kind of slow, kind of bland. Whatever, whatever. I can't. I can't deal with you. Okay. It's not blah. It's not blah. Can you take the next story, Jonesy? Which, is the, next which, which is the one that you want to do? What's it's the, the next one that you pick. What's, what's poor for one? I hate you so much. What does that mean? Oh my God. Talk about Lightyear. Go. Oh, so we've got a new trailer. We've got uh, Lightyear. So Lightyear stars Chris Evans and it will be it's kind of weird. It is a spinoff of the Toy Story universe, but kind of not. It, it is a spinoff of the universe where we get to see Lightyear. And I don't, I could not tell from the trailer, like what the actual story is. Um, maybe you guys could glean more of that. But it looks like just Buzz Lightyear in Star Command. Um, Buzz Lightyear, and- Star Command, come in, Star Command. Star Command, yeah. come in. Do you read? Me? I could not. I could not tell where he was in his career or anything. It seemed like it was relatively yeah. close to the beginning. Okay, like, so sort of. Rookie, I feel like. Not, like I feel Batman like you're not two. fully understanding like what this is. What's going I feel on? like you're not quite getting it. What am I not getting? You told me to take know. the story, and now you're like, you don't right. get it. Take the story. No, you take the story. No, no, no. I'm no, being serious. No. I'm not no, upset. I'm just saying you're like you didn't get it. Why I are you so it. mad at me? Why are you? I so really angry? don't. I genuinely don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's apparent that I don't get it. So, no, I, I, so here's how I will is. turn this. You go. Okay. okay. Yeah. What? Nope. No, nope. It's too late. It's done. <laughs> so I would say this is the trailer uh, about Buzz Lightyear relatively early in his career. And he's doing his star command thing. Um, and so we have an individual who is being portrayed by Chris Evans and it looks pretty cool. Um, it looks very different than, um, any other Disney stuff we've gotten before, right? It doesn't. It's a Pixar thing, but it it certainly it, looks different to to the more um, recognizable Pixar. Yeah, films. I, I the thing that sprung to my mind immediately when I was watching it is like, wow, this is a little bit more uh, adult, for yes. want of a better word. Yes. That's what it felt to me, and obviously, it's still a, it's still a cartoon. But I just thought. This is not your normal. Doesn't seem to be your normal family friendly. Um, so if you like watch a, if, a young adult Pixar movie, if you watch more no, anime, you would see you would see plenty of adult things. Danny, stop trying to oh. peddle your stop trying to peddle your anime on your tentacle porn. Um, <laughs> what I do think is funny about it is it seems like um, it does seem slightly different uh, from regular yeah. Pixar animation to me. Um, that's what I, I picked up on. And yeah, I agree. It'll be interesting to see, is this a new thing for Pixar? I think 
of anything in the trailer, that is the thing that interested me the most. Are we seeing like next gen Pixar stuff here? Or is this it's just a stylized? Right. I think oh, I it's because it's this. I think, yeah, I think it's because it's this character. I think it, I, I get the feeling they're trying to step a little bit away from Toy Story Buzz Lightyear and oh, a, a yeah. different Buzz Lightyear. And so by changing the style completely, it gives us a, a whole new look at it. I don't, I can't imagine it's going to be the way going forwards for all Pixar films, mm. but I like the fact they're going to try it, or maybe we're just being you know, misled by this first trailer, which didn't give a lot about the story or anything. So maybe no. the next trailer will show us a little bit more, but I liked it. I loved the fact that it looked different and felt different. And David Bowie was, a, as Jammer, I think, was trying to sing then. Um, I was successfully singing then. Adult so. musical choice. You, you, well, you mm. were successfully singing. Yes, Jammer. We will continue to discuss the qualities and the merits of that singing but yes you were successfully oh, singing. well done it's a star man what'd you think of his hair oh he, he had hair, hair? he has hair now i did not notice so think about it like this i mean Every he had time hair before the, well he he's got, did he's got, but it was covered up by the purple spandex thing yeah right so it was covered up by that and i think we've probably seen his real hair in the cartoon cartoon from like 20 cartoon years. cartoons um, but it, this is an interesting it looks more akin to what he would have uh, in a computer generated situation so I don't yeah um, so I think it's kind of weird if you think about it because I can imagine that in the world of Toy Story they had the Toy Story branding they've had the Toy Story cartoons decades have passed and now they're getting a reboot of Lightyear of Buzz Lightyear with the movie Lightyear. So we're basically in the Toy Story world because we are getting that reboot for the franchise. The gritty, the gritty reboot, the Nolan reboot. The gritty reboot. Yeah, the Nolan reboot. <gasps> what if fucking Nolan directed this? God, that would be cool. That just would be awesome. for the fucking novelty of it. I just want the music. I just As long as Hans Zimmer comes along, I'll be for it. That's all I want. I, want I mean, Hans, Hans Zimmer, do Hans Zimmer does all sorts of things. He does, but I want him to do the Lightyear music specifically. His space stuff is pretty epic. I love the Interstellar. I love Interstellar. Fuck everyone who doesn't like Interstellar. Fuck you guys if you don't like Interstellar. It's the great. Fuck, fuck you. I like it. It is <laughs> weird to me. you. I like it too. It's okay, weird good to job. me that we can accept like the <laughs> weird, timey-wimey black hole thing. But for me, um, Tenet, I was like, no. I still haven't seen Tenet. Do you want to hear something weird about me? <laughs> so here's the thing. I like not having finished a couple of movies in someone's filmography even if I really love that or even their books because I like always if I really like a filmmaker or a writer I like the idea of if at one point I'm really craving something new from them I'll have it there so eventually someday I'm going to be craving a new Nolan movie and it'll be this like oh I haven't watched Tenet yet it's they're waiting for me what if it's not good oh don't worry about it why what if you you're like, what if you're like, I'm pleasure. the biggest, yeah, I'm the biggest Stanley Kubrick fan in the world. You know, I just haven't watched Eyes Wide Shut yet. Tonight's going to be the night. That's, that sounds horrific. But to be fair, <laughs> I think you kind of know what you're getting into to Eyes Wide Shut when you, when you start watching Eyes Wide Shut or when you see the trailer for Eyes Wide Shut. It's kind of weird. It's kind of fucking odd. Speaking of Stanley Kubrick, did anyone else get a Stanley Kubrick feel from Squid Game and the freaking set design within the Squid Game itself, no. the world? Oh, no, well, no. fuck you guys then. That. Okay. No. You can now get fucked again. <laughs> oh, lucky us. 
<laughs> um, so before we move off of the Buzz Lightyear story, the Lightyear story, it's so weird to say just Lightyear. Um, this trailer is doing quite well. So the teaser racked up 83 million views just in the first 24 hours after dropping. So people are, I don't know if just excited or curious or what, but they want them some Lightyear. I'm excited and curious. Like it just looks, it looks cool. It looks like they did this thing where it's like, hey, just use Lightyear, use a character design, maybe pull some mythology, but just make a cool space movie and we'll see what happens. It's like what they did yeah. from the Pirates of the Caribbean movie back in early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. You guys ready to move on? So ready to go move on. So the funny thing is this. So you referenced a story that I picked. Uh, since then, I have reordered the stories and that's the crappy thing about having your internet knocked out. Um, I had them all keyed up and ready to go. Did you guys talk about Dune yet? We did not. We literally, right. you came in at the tail end of the first story. Yes. Perfect timing. So let the spice flow. Turns out a lot of people like Dune and a lot of people saw Dune. Yes. So, so we're getting Dune part two uh, exactly two years from now. So October 20th, 2023, uh, you will be able to see the back half of the first book of Frank Herbert's what six I think it's six books right six book I don't story. know there's a million of them though I know yeah. there's probably a handful of six that he's done but wait yeah but there's like a lot more beyond that yeah so we're gonna get more and uh, it turns out that uh Timothy Chalamet how do you say his name I've always said Chalamet. I say Chalamet 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 so, Former YouTube Xbox controller Timothy Chalamet, or if you just want to make people's heads explode, just say Chalamet. I'm just going Charger. I'm just going to call him Char Char Charizard. Char Char. So Charizard, Charizard no longer has <laughs> Charmander Char mod Xbox controllers. I don't know if you guys saw that. That was a story that came out in conjunction with this. Um, apparently, that's the thing that he used to do on YouTube. He's, Charizard used to be on YouTube modding Xbox controllers. So. Making big bucks now, buddy. You only have to do that for fun. If that's if that's something that you want to do, but so we'll see. We'll see. Anything else to say about this? I know you guys. Well, are I mean, excited. I, I, I never really got to say it. to speak about. I hold on. I thought on I liked it. I I know, but here's the thing. Yes. I can understand why people didn't like it, because to me, it was a movie that had a. I was worried about being bored. I was not bored the entire movie, but I was engaged, but not emotionally. I wanted to see what would happen. I was engaged by the, full, full, like the cinematography. I was engaged by the acting. I was engaged by the set design. I was engaged by the basics of the plot. And I was like, on a moment by moment basis, I wanted to see what happened next. The craft was great, but I wasn't really attached to any of the characters. And it, at the end of the day, it kind of felt a bit cold and soulless. Um, so I can understand why people don't like it, even though I personally was intrigued and kind of want to go back and revisit it more times and see what little bits of nuance that I missed throughout, but it wasn't necessarily emotionally resonant. Have you guys read the book? No. No. Uh, first one long time ago, Jonesy, back at school, which is about 40 fucking years ago now. Yeah. Um, I agree, Jammer. So your description of why people might not care for it is probably exactly why i don't um mm -hmm. so yeah danny did you want to jump in and respond to his 
I'm only in the sense that I, I, I can see where you're coming from. I can see where both of you are coming from, certainly with as far as some of the characters are concerned. But I think that was deliberate, both in how he wanted them to be portrayed and how they then actually did put those characters on screen. For example, the mum and the the, um, the 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 son himself. I forget the name as we're starting to talk about now. But Charizard. the, the yeah, <laughs> yeah. Charizard. But I I do think that um, I do think that the dad um, and Aquaman's character. Christ, I can't remember any fucking names tonight. Anyway, Jason I Momoa, do think, Oscar Isaac. Thank you very much. They're just making sure that you sound much more intelligent than I am. Um, yeah, or you've got a better memory than me. I do feel that those characters had some sort of depth to them, some sort of warmth to them, and I did feel that they were maybe the counterbalance to the more stoic characters, the son and the mother and the, all the other witches and that kind of stuff. So I do feel there was a balance there. I don't agree that they were all soulless, so to say, but I can see how, because they were the main characters. In this one at the moment, the main characters, Paul and, and his mum, were pretty much the main ones. So they're on screen more. So maybe I do get the idea that they were maybe a yeah. little bit cold. Yeah. But I do think some of the supporting cast added some warmth. So I would disagree that the whole cast was like that. Or so not what's that funny about that is what you say kind of plays into exactly what I tweeted after I first saw it, which is had it not been Oscar Isaac or Jason Momoa, I wouldn't have cared at all about these characters. Like, what but here's I the thing: is it because it, is it because you knew who they were, or because they were really good at their job? Both. Okay. They are really good at their jobs, and I am generally inclined to like them. Um, like I was, I, after watching this movie, I was like, I don't like this movie. I'm gonna go watch C. So I started watching C, and I'm like all in on. J- I mean, I've always C? liked Jason Momoa. What the fuck is oh the movie the show C from on the Apple so, TV show? Yeah. Um, so I'm enjoying that just as much because of him like he's i mean it's a good show but he does his thing i think that he's particularly charismatic as is um oscar isaac Isaac. as as are um i will say though oscar isaac's character Mm -hmm. and i thought he was warm as hell i thought he was great he was so good his character his character his character maybe no not just him just like the stuff that was written about him where he was just like yeah, son, I want you to do this. But at the end of the day, if you can't, if that's not what happens, that's okay. I still love you. You're still my son. And it was yep. just like, he just kept just, they were so fucking just honorable. And I was like, I'm, he was one character I say I was emotionally invested in. Jason Momoa on a lesser extent, but definitely Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I take it back slightly. Just, just this little bit. I love how you just argued yourself out of your own position. You're like, you know what? Pretty warm. But I mean, one character, one character, one character out of a handful. Okay. All right. Which I think is why I'm super happy that we get in the second one, because I think there will be a lot more of that in the, in the second film. I just love hearing Denny Villeneuve be like, oh, yeah, I'm getting a second one. By the way, I also want a third one. I also want to do the second <laughs> one. Yeah. It's like he just keeps just kind of a little bit more, just a little bit more. Warner Brothers gave him an no, inch. I have a thought on this, guys, and you tell me if mm. I'm uh, way off or not, but I get a feeling that a lot of the, should we say, the second film of possibly a trilogy, thanks to Jammer, I think they filmed a lot of that already. Certainly the exterior stuff. I think that they would have saved, would potentially to save a little bit of money because it would have a 200 million plus budget, this film. 
I don't know. I, I, I seem still to remember that number. I seem I, to remember being I'm number. Look. I couldn't help, keep talking. I'll take yeah, I couldn't help but think that that they would have filmed a lot of the exterior stuff while they were there because there was always going to be a plan that this was going to be part one. Um, the script would have been only up to that point. So I think that the second film, although not inevitable, was a lot of it was filmed um, so that the budget for the second one will be less and it will be mainly the special effects shots and, of course, some reshoots. I don't think a lot of it was filmed. 165. Yeah, I knew it was a lot. What do you think? Do you you think that they would have done that anyway? Just, you know, we've got the cameras here. We've got the set stuff here. Let's shoot a lot of this shit because they must have an idea of what part two was going to be like. I imagine that... There's a part Maybe. of me that thinks that because they were losing Nolan, they were like, okay, we need a money in the bank dude. And Villeneuve is their next Nolan. And so I don't think that they shot it all, but I think Lord of the Rings style, they just kept all that shit around. So like the sets, the costumes and all that stuff is just sitting somewhere okay. easily accessible that they can get back to. So they're carrying on, yeah, they're carrying they on renting that, that space, yeah. that storage space in this. Okay, gotcha. That'd be yeah. my guess. Yeah, I think... Uh... I would be surprised if they did any, like maybe they did shoot some stuff, but I, I think it would probably be like maybe some limited establishing shots and that's it. I don't think it would be like actual scenes. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't seem like they even have maybe even a completed script, a completely completed script, because it's going to take them a year to start shooting. It won't Which be until fall of because next year. There's a book already. It's really weird. Um, Having a book doesn't make it super easy to write a script. That's hard as shit. It's still funny. Um, (laughs) What I do find interesting is that listening to some of the things that are coming out about this movie now, um, hearing Oscar Isaac and Denny Villa, or not Denny Villa, but um, Skarsgård talk about they like filming scenes naked. Like apparently they just really enjoyed being naked. Skarsgård specifically said that he thought that it made his character the Duke. Was it, is he the Duke? Is that what his character's name was? Sure. Um, he I don't remember was more menacing because he was always naked. So that sounds like something Skarsgård would say. It does, doesn't it? But always remember, he played the serial killer and girl with the dragon tattoo. So take his Vladimir. words at that value. Vladimir. That's wasn't Vladimir? Vladimir wasn't his name, was it? Wasn't it? And girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, and Dune. I'm talking about Dune. Oh fuck, man! I don't know. I talked about girl with the dragon tattoo. Anyway. Um, so one thing I think is interesting is I'm I think this movie yes was saved by the pandemic. I don't think Probably. there's any way this movie would have made what the money necessary to get a sequel in normal circumstances. If this was, you know, the alternate timeline of 2021 where the pandemic didn't happen, then we'd see no sequel. The movie probably would have made like 400 million dollars worldwide wouldn't have made a sequel. That's what I think. Um so it's interesting. I guess we're getting that quote unquote silver lining. I, I mean, I just don't think that studios have still figured out a way of what is considered a success and isn't actually financially viable. I think they're probably eating a lot of expenses and just kind of thinking, well, it's kind of being made up by streaming, sort of, if we kind of just tilt our head and, and squint. Are you talking about this movie or generally? Just generally. Okay, with all their streaming. So. With all their stream, they still, I don't think they've found an, a, like an actual equivalent of, oh, if a movie gets this many views along with this many theater tickets, that it actually equates to X amount of dollars. I don't think they've done that yet. Yeah, and I don't think they want to either. 
because they're like they don't want to look they're like it's like not looking at your bank account yeah. makes it so that <laughs> you don't actually have like money in it or that you actually have more money in it <laughs> so yeah um <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what happens. i think that's a pretty good observation i and i agree um i think people are just ready to see something and so we've seen this happening right with shang chi and this and i think it was something else that made probably more money than otherwise would have although i don't think shang chi was in danger of not making that much money but i i think we were at that point where people just wanted to see something so yeah so yeah interesting interesting we'll see what happens uh i'm hoping that i enjoy the next one as much as everybody else enjoyed this one but we'll see what hopefully there'll be sort of an emotional aspect to it that you'll enjoy because it's you know understandably that's important to you Maybe, maybe I'll just go back and watch the, so I did say that I was going to read the books, but I also think maybe it'd be a good idea to go back and watch the uh, sci-fi channel. I got the new, the new edition of Dune. I'm excited to read it. The, uh, yeah. the one that looks fucking awesome. Yeah, have you guys seen it a new edition? I mean, Sorry, it's, it's been recently printed. Sorry, buddy. Did you watch it completely bouncing around Dan? I apologize, but did you watch it on the big screen? Did you watch it at home? I watched it at home. On, on a fairly big screen, but you know what I mean? Did you watch it? I mean, or... it's like 55 inches. Is that big? Ask your it's wife. Like, it's tiny. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's, she's obviously going to say big. So, you know, she has to adjust her expectations. She's going to say it's good enough. She'll say it's good yeah, enough. Yeah, good enough. <laughs> because I will like, say this. She'll say it's the right size for her. Oh, <laughs> she's so polite. It was absolutely <laughs> stunning on the IMAX screen. It really was to see it immersive. So that will certainly affect how I look at films. And I'm, it's such a shame that Nick's not here tonight for, for lots of reasons. But he said the, uh, there was a quote the other day about how films don't really need to be seen on the big screen or something like that. I might have just butchered what he said, but I felt like I really needed to disagree with him. There are certain films and certain types of films that I do feel need to be seen on a big screen. The bigger the one, bigger the biggest screen possible, and this is one of those films. And it was I'll interesting that he said that. So, well, it's interesting he said that because would Endgame, Endgame would have still been a great film. And I know we're going back to the first article, but that was such a fucking experience to see it. And and let's not take away, not just seeing it on the big screen, but with other people in an auditorium with X amount of hundred people at the same time. That experience adds to the whole experience, not just the a large TV screen. I can agree with that. I can't also, it. So there, it, there are a couple it of does things. To some level, that. for I me, it's mostly different. I'm sorry. Go ahead. For me, it's mostly uh, it gets rid of the distractions. Like I don't pause to go to the bathroom, or I don't pause to tell my dog to shut up, or let him out use the bathroom, <laughs> or you know, grab a a beer or something. Like it's it, that's what it means. Mostly the immersion of like not having not being able to stop. And that allows me to be not look at my phone and that allows me to be fully engaged in the story. So in that sense, yeah, I agree. It can, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not much, I'm not big on big screens. Like sure. It's great. If you get it on a big screen and great sound, but to me, that's not the deal breaking aspect as much as it is being fully immersed and engaged. But anyways, go ahead, Brandon. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think so. My brain works in such a way that I don't necessarily have to see it on a, on the biggest screen possible. I get what you're saying about how it can enhance it, but I would never say something as crazy as Dune wasn't visually stunning. I think even on the television I have at home, I could appreciate what I was sure. seeing just from a cinematography okay. perspective. Um, 
just like it was gorgeous it looked great that's not the problem that i have with the movie um, i would also i would also distinguish Endgame in this way i think that it is um that had so many crowd pleasing moments and the experience of seeing it with other people were enhanced by i mean obviously the biggest one cat picking up the hammer right so sure. that i think that that's different there is no moment like that in this movie and so generally, no, I, agree. I generally i agree with you like there are certain movies where seeing it with people like you just get these moments um like this is not going to be the best example but i also remember another one uh, attack of the clones when anakin picked up the two lightsabers or when yoda went to fight count dooku people lost their shit right i lost and, my yeah. shit yeah. yeah. And see, like being in that moment with other people, like I think we all generally agree, not the best movie, right? But the no. experience of seeing it with other people who were excited for that moment. Um, Isn't that funny? The, the, the scene that breaks out for me for Attack of the Clones is when they're, when they're um, in the troop carriers heading down onto Geonosis. And the, the sound, they, they obviously tried to make it sound like helicopters, like it yeah. would be a swarm of helicopters. And they had the the slightly hazy picture as if it was the jet fuel coming across yeah. the camera and, and the hair was blown. And that scene on the big screen was like, holy shit, they're going to fucking war. We're seeing Jedi going to war for a change, <laughs> not just talking, uh, talking uh, talk is over. to each other. Yeah, it's, it's so, yeah, and I, so I agree. Everything you said and uh, Jamma said, the not being distracted, allowing yourself to be immersed in yeah. the film as well. I think that's where I was trying to encompass the whole thing. But you're right, certain films don't have crowd-pleasing moments. June certainly didn't have any of those as such. But being able to be on the big screen, you get the opportunity to have all of the things that you guys just talked about. So that's why I'll always prefer, my preferred medium would be that screen, unless it's a comedy or something like that, where I just think it's yeah, it doesn't need to be seen on the and big screen. But yes. The other yeah. thing that was frustrating for me about this movie was I wanted to like it. Um, mm. I like him generally as a director. Um, I generally like what I've seen of this property and the lore. And I liked Blade Runner 2049. Compare that to having to go see Venom, where it's like my previous experience with this movie franchise was shit. Now I have to sit through 90 minutes of this bullshit. And like, <laughs> while Dune, Dune was not that, right? Like, I, it wasn't that at all. It just did not engage me as much. And like, like I've said, Jammer's analysis of why somebody else might not like it. It me, right? That's me. 100%. So that's funny. I just got this image in my head of, you know, that, that scene where they're going off to war and having that freaking Vietnam cliche song. I forget the name of it. It's like, something's happening here. Mm-hmm. And like they're flying through that song playing. It's fortunate. It'd be a Rolling, it'd be a rolling yeah. Stones song or something like that. Painted Black. I don't know the name. Is, is that what it is? I have no, no idea. One of those That's not Painted Black. Any, any um, Vietnam film has that, that uh, something from the Stones from the 60s, stroke 70s in there. Yeah, you get your uh, some Jimi Hendrix, some Stones. Yeah. Creedence Clearwater. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You guys ready to move on? Let us move our asses on. Let us move our fat, voluptuous asses on to the next story. Um, <laughs> National Treasure Series is moving forward at Disney Plus. And they have cast Lizette Alexis in the lead role. Have you got I I've I've not heard of this person. Um I've neither. an actress I'm familiar with. So I don't I know either. quite what we're gonna get from her. Um, but 
Uh, apparently, this is a show that's moving forward on Disney Plus. There's no timeline um, other than saying that it's going to enter production in early 2022. Um, I'm hoping that that means you know, shortly thereafter. This is going to be executive produced with uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, which is kind of exciting because he was involved in the originals. So I would like to see that. And this is this is going to be an expansion of the original universe from the Nicolas Cage um, front of franchise. So I'm curious if that means at some point we might see Nicolas Cage. And Nick, you see? Like... Yeah, him. Um, what do you guys think about that? You guys excited for a National Treasure series? Yes. Uh, Why? Because I fucking love the movies because they're awesome. Here's a question. And Here's a I also like, be hold on. Like the movie, I, I also really appreciate, here's the thing. As much as I love the original movies, they are just awash with just sort of the white perspective. And it's nice that we're going to be getting something that is sort of based more on like a Native American slash Latin American perspective on the history of the United States. Like it's something that I don't think we've really seen much of in Wait, movies. You know that? What do you mean? Know what? Um, that that's the perspective that we're getting. Uh, let me read the quote. Let me find, let me see the article. Okay. Because all I saw about it, it said Pan American treasure. So I don't know what that No, no, means. I know that. But it has to do with the girl's history, with her, okay. her family history. And she's brown. So I'm, I guess I'm assuming. Okay. Um, I didn't see that. But if you have additional information, that'd be awesome. I mean, I think it's literally what, I mean, I I'm, guess I'm racially profiling that the Latina woman who's going to be looking at the history of her ancestors is going to involve some brown people in it. And it's going to be a slightly different perspective than what we're usually getting. Okay. Um, I, that excites me. I don't think I've seen that in a movie ever. Like yeah. a fun popcorn movie sort of delving into Latin American history a bit and how that sort of clashes with American history. That's like doesn't happen very often. So yeah, I'm all for okay. it. So that excites me. And also fucking love the original two movies. They're fun and they're silly and they're just, they're just great popcorn movies. Awesome. Okay. I um Danny, you did not seem particularly excited. You you did not you said you didn't like the first one. First I, I, I have no idea about who this person is, had no idea they were making the series. I loved the first two films. Oh. I would have loved to have seen another film with Nicolas Cage and, and things, but I'm not excited about the series. Uh, and I maybe I should be. <clears throat> Excuse me, because like Jammer says, we get to see this world and this law, but I, I kind of like, no, if I'm not going to have a little bit more of what I've already had, then I don't want anything at all. I want that thing. I, I don't want the same thing again. That's on yeah. this particular franchise. Don't, I'm not always the same, but on this one, that's how I feel. No, but that's yeah. fair because that's, that's people, no, no one likes to admit that that's what they want. They want the same thing again, slightly different. That's totally, um, that's, a, that's okay. It is okay for, this for you to feel that way. No, no, it's okay for you to feel that way. Period. Just admit it when it Thank happens, you, like Campbell. you did now. You're welcome. Thank you, because like, that's what people want. They want the same thing, but <laughs> I, um, I, I'm of two minds about it. I kind of agree with Danny. Like, I'm 
not particularly excited about a series, but I do like that since we are going to get a series and I don't really have a fucking say in it, that we are going to get a different perspective. Um, too often, yeah, seeing it from that perspective, that it's like that America white, is so great. Yeah, that white American perspective um, builds up the myth. And so what we really need is a little bit of reality. So that'd be nice to- And not to even see. reality. Nah, Honestly, so it's not even about reality. A little bit well, of reality, so, but also, also let us have our myths too. Let us have so our, that. our own whitewashed fun myths. Even if like, yeah, they're like based on the whatever of truth, <laughs> let us have our things. Well, I guess what I mean when I say <laughs> reality is uh, when we talk about American history, a lot of times we like the revolution, for instance, one of the things we don't talk about is like, really, they were just asking you to pay your taxes. And you were like, no, fuck yeah, I don't want to pay my taxes. Um, Freedom. Yeah. But it was the taxes to pay for the troops that were protecting you. But you don't want to pay for that. All right, cool. Got it. Anyway. But I guess you could argue, what were they protecting them from? What were they protecting them from? From They um, were protecting from the enemies of the empire, not necessarily the enemies of them. They get rid of them. They get rid of a lot of their enemies. Therefore, they're getting saved from the problem caused by the people who are invested in protecting them. I guess it's one way to look at it. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. Why am I defending this? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Care. I don't, I don't care. Why are you defending it? That's a good point. Anyway, ready to move on from our national treasure news? Let's move yeah. on. Let's move on. So we've got Anna Darmus, who is in talks to lead a John Wick spinoff called The Ballerina. And so this is going to be a film that just like national treasure treasure expands on the john wick universe uh the movie will retain lionsgate and producers basil iwick iwenyik erica lee and chad stahelski so that should be exciting having him involved uh, and the budget for this film is going to be about 50 to 80 million dollars you guys excited for this uh spinoff is that pretty I'm close to the budget excited. for the first john wick film yeah thereabouts yeah they made yeah. that money, like that was shoestring budget. Yeah, they made their money back the first weekend, I could imagine, when that, when that yeah. film dropped. Or well, the second weekend when word of mouth suddenly came out and everyone flooded to watch it. Yeah, I'm happy about this. I'm excited to see this. I think she did a great job. I, my only experience with watching her on screen has been with the, uh, the, the recent Bond film. So, but I think she certainly what? showed her ability to, uh, yeah. You yeah. didn't or, see, or, um, yeah, I was going to say, out. tell me what I. Yeah, Knives Out. Which one? Knives Out. Knives Out. I don't remember her in that. I apologize. She's I, the main I, character. I don't, how old is that fucking film now? Two years. Get out of it. Two years. It was before the zombie three. apocalypse. Yeah, it's like three years old. No, it was 2019. Yeah. December 2019. Well, I don't remember her in that at all. Oh, she was don't the remember main her. character. Well, I remember the main character, but if you asked me to, if you put them in a lineup right now, I wouldn't even tell you who the main character was. I remember James Bond. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway, I think she she showed her stuff in the one film that I remember her in. Um, so I'm excited about it, and I love the fact that they can expand this this uh, what do we call it, the John Wick universe, the John Wick world, or whatever whatever the terminology is. So yeah, I'm John Wickiverse. John Wick. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sold. I'm in. Yep. Okay. Show um, me the ticket. Show me the ticket. I'm. It's still weird that we have no confirmation as to whether or not nobody exists in the same universe. But here we are. Like, yeah, we've got the continent. Continent. Oh, I cannot talk today. 
Continental and Ballerina, those are definitely in this universe, but Miss Nobody, I don't know. Don't know. Jammer, thoughts, feelings, something. So, how do you feel about this? Um, I'm excited. I like her. I like yeah. her a lot. Uh, I think she's a great actor, and I like John Wick Universe. Sure, I'm on board. Okay. okay. I. It's weird. Second story in a row. I'm of two minds about it. I don't like that. I feel like if you wanted to make a, a female-led spinoff of the John Wick universe, you've got Halle Berry right there. Uh, and you saw this character already do some stuff in that and within that universe. And so the exposition, all of the stuff that you'd have to do to, to build that up is significantly less. I would have preferred to see that story because I found her to be an interesting character, but I'm going to let them tell the story that they want to tell. And that takes nothing very away very generous from... of you. Yeah, you know, I, I do what I can. I'm a man of the people. Um, and to Danny's point, that takes nothing away from Anna Darmus, who I think was fantastic in the last Bond movie. Um, I saw people saying, well, we want more of her in a James Bond movie. Like, I, I guess, even though it's a James Bond movie. It's like, but... in, yeah, you don't get that much from, well, I guess the, the co-star specifically, you get a good amount. Of, like, you got a lot of... Uh... Leia Sado for the last one in the last one I think it was the last one right I don't remember they blend together in my head oh uh I don't remember I, it was mostly her the like running around though right oh who's Leia Sado I mean she's the 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 wife yeah she was just running around stuff like it wasn't it wasn't I mean, that's what this. they're all doing that's what they're all doing I didn't see the new bonds to be clear I don't, so I don't was know running around and punching people in the face okay yeah she Fair was enough. not that she was not that character she was like um danny what's a comparable character for anna darmus she is somebody that just like dropped in she was like uh if willem dafoe had been a rookie in john wick she was like that in john wick he was a veteran <laughs> yeah so like she's somebody that's like dropped in kicked ass and was like all right i'm out so that was that you can't see james bond what's wrong with you have you speaking of halle berry have you seen that new have you seen the trailer for her new film Bruce? yes is that, no. is that phenomenal? And I, I yes. think it, she that that's back to what I feel is like. I say back to her. I mean, she's she's made some films that maybe I haven't enjoyed very much. But but this she the tour de force in this one based on that trailer. This looks like this and I think is she be directs a, it too. A big one. Yes. Well, that's the bit I was going to ask. Did she write and direct it, or just direct it from what you can remember? I don't know if she wrote it as well. Um, but I guess to my point about wanting to see a John Wick spinoff, like between. What she did in three and seeing that trailer for Bruce, I'm like, I could absolutely stand to see more of this. Yeah. A bruise, is it Bruce or Bruce? Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. Bruce. With a D. With a D. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal. She looks fantastic in this. The, the, the character she's playing, the way she plays it, it looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, she never yeah. looks bad. She's always a beautiful <laughs> woman, but she looks good as, as far as this film's concerned. I'm super excited about that. Is that, a, uh, is that dropping only on? on um tv as far as you know i did not look um i know i think it premiered at tiff if i'm remembering correctly um and i do not uh, is it a netflix movie my brain is doing no. some weird things right now it's not netflix uh, well tiff. actually no i actually is I, I actually just pulled it up as it I, i've got it as a release yeah, date 24th of november yeah. and on the poster it says netflix yeah. so i it probably has yeah. will have then a limited screen release yeah. but yeah and we'll get it on netflix brilliant that's brilliant 
Uh, that's good. We should read Jam, I, the show. Jam, if you haven't seen the if you haven't seen the trailer yet, buddy, check it out when you when you get a few minutes. I will. Yeah. Sounds um, good. Yeah, I feel very fortunate because we're getting that. And I don't know if you saw they're re-releasing uh, Rocky Four, but they're gonna. It's like a recut yeah. director's version. I hate fuck Rocky you. Four. What? Uh, fuck you're yeah. lying. I, you're Rocky so Four silly. Are you silly. serious? I'm serious. Oh, I don't no. like Rocky Four. Happy birthday, Polly. No. Anyway. They got rid of that. I've heard. Jones yeah. back me up if it's true. They've heard they got rid of all that. They got rid robot of the robot stuff. I muted Jammer, so he doesn't have to worry about it. So <laughs> also, did they get rid of? Uh, did they get rid of uh, freaking Apollo oh. Creed dancing around and going like ah for like five minutes in the ring before he gets killed by? Apollo I hope Creed? not. That, that, that was awful. Story. Made in America with James Brown. Fuck you! It's amazing. I hate it. I it's hate so it. great. It was the worst. I maybe so want good. him to die. It made me happy when he died. Jammer, how dare you? <laughs> I can't even. I feel like you're just trolling. There's no way you're serious about this right now. You're no, just, I'm actually just, you touch you. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, oh, I'm overplaying how much I hate it, but I Open didn't like it. Um, <laughs> I really enjoy Rocky Four, and I'm excited that they yeah. are going to excise the more silly elements. Happy birthday, Polly. They took that out. It's gone. I just say up. that, yeah, it's not gone from here though. It's living rent free in here. <laughs> I don't understand why. Why do you think about that? I, mean, I don't know why. Why you know a robot would pay rent, but but it's not. It's a thing that happens. It's a thing that happens. Um, you guys ready to move on? I guess we're talking about Rocky and Bruce now. But you guys ready to move on to other stuff? Sure. Let us do it. All right. So apparently Bill Murray has said that he's appearing in Ant-Man 3, but then has said he cannot confirm that he's appearing in Ant-Man. <laughs> so Deadline is reporting that the 71-year-old actor uh, said in a 26 October interview published by German outlet Frankfurter Allgemein Zutung or FAZ should lead with that. Uh, that he recently shot a role for Marvel Studios' Ant-Man and the Wasp, or at least, but what? Or at least, but all he said that. Whoo, man. Okay, sure. Variety, variety. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, so yeah, he's supposedly be in this, and then later on, he said he couldn't confirm it. Uh, who do you guys think that he's going to be playing? That's my question. I think he's obviously going to be playing Quantum Mania. Oh, Quantum Mania. Yeah, because you know you had Ant Man, the Wasp, and now you have Quantum Mania. That's the third character, so that's obviously what he's who's playing. Okay, Danny. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to Jam for thinking <laughs> he's Mister Quantum Mania. Um, I have no idea. Possibly, possibly um, Ant Man's dad. Have we seen him? Because the oh, Rudd's dad. Nature, his yeah. Of humor. Yeah. Well, not Paul Rudd's dad. You know, because that that's an actor, Jammer. Well, I mean. The- <laughs> Scott Lang's dad, not not Hank Pym's go. dad. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I, I assume Hank Pym's dad is dead. I'm I'm assuming that as well. I just wanted to clarify for Hank those Penn less intelligent audience members. Okay, it's yeah, true. but we're, we're talking about this multiverse of fucking nonsense with Marvel at the moment. So who knows who's dead and alive and who's coming back as a, another person twice? Not T'Challa, unfortunately. Oh, dark. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. I mean, he's I'm still alive as far as I know. We still have to at least see his replacement in the movies before you can start joking about that. It's the sister. What if they just replace him with Martin Freeman? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> he's so bad. 
<laughs> He's just like Wakanda forever. And his mask is over. <laughs> the smallest, shortest panther there ever was. Well, Hobbit uh. panther. God, that would be so do, I just want to see him do the Hobbit run while he's wearing the panda suit. <laughs> Going on an adventure! <laughs> do Wakanda. <laughs> anyway. Oh, boy. Um, so, Jammer, that was, that was your real guess, Quantumania? All right, fine. No, it was. I don't have a guess. You don't have a real guess. Because I, I don't even... I mean, who knows what Bill Murray is up to? That guy could be anybody. That guy could be an ant, for all I know. Who knows? He probably just wandered onto the set, and that's why he's in the film. And then wandered probably. off again. He can't confirm a character because he just wandered across the back lot at some point and appeared. On I always screen. love just sort of like the, the mythology behind Bill Murray and just sort of the, the weird shit that he's done. Go, people like doing washing up in people's houses doing. and things. Those nope. stories. Those. Yeah, those you don't like those stories, Jones. I've I have heard not so good stories about Bill Murray. No. Oh, well, I'm no. not talking about those no. stories. I'm talking about I'm talking about the good stories, Jonesy. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I don't know any of those. I only remember the bad ones. What are the bad ones? Tell us one. No. I, would, no. I would honestly rather not. I'll talk Why to you not? about it offline. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll tell you guys after the show. After the show. Okay. Um, you guys ready to move on from Bill Murray news to uh, what is our last story of the day? Well, now why did you pick? Why did you pick a yeah. guy? Yeah, why did you pick a guy? And you're like, I'm gonna talk shit about this guy, but not reveal why. And then, well, you off. just said, no, 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 no. You said all these <laughs> stories. I love all these stories. Now I'm shaking my head, and you're like, you you don't love the stories? I'm like, no, not those. I mean, you know, I got different stories, baby. I heard different stories. All right then. All right then. So, um, anyway. Empire is reporting that Tom Holland is excited to play opposite someone in Spider-Man No Way Home. But in the upcoming Spider-Man No Way Home, the actor tells Empire that he filmed one of the coolest scenes he's ever shot, a sequence including a character he wasn't at liberty to divulge. Was it Tom Holland? Yeah, I was literally about to say the same thing. Is it, He's pulling a freaking uh, Paul Bettany with, with WandaVision. Yeah. And basically is acting alongside himself. Yeah, we'll see. I I feel like after WandaVision, I've done a good job of like tempering my expectations generally and not letting uh, them say stuff, which is funny because Kevin Feige just said the same thing, right? He was like, hey, listen, rumors are cool and all, but you guys need to, to back off. Did you guys see that quote? No, what did he say? I missed oh, it. Hold on. Hold on. You guys, what do you think about Spider-Man? I'll find this quote for you. Uh, Spider-Man, uh, I mean, I, it's hard to say. Like, I, I don't really... I've said this before. Yeah. I wish this movie would just be normal. I don't need all this shit. But... Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really don't... I don't want to... Spe- I'm not a speculator. I don't know if you know this about me. I'm never, I'm never a person who makes, like, fan theories or anything very often because I kind of just want to be led on a journey so while i'm not a huge fan of like oh this is gonna be spider-verse let's guess all the people he's gonna mess with or he's gonna be with it's like all right sh- uh, why what's the point in that you're just gonna get yourself all amped up and you'll be disappointed and i hate being that person who is disappointed when plot points don't happen i don't like being that person so i savor myself that experience by speculating as little as possible and just appreciating how the story is delivered to me 
I sound like a dick yeah. saying that, but you do sound like a dick. No, um, no. but I agree with Jammer. So we're a pair of dicks, a deuce yeah. of dicks. Sword here's fight. The quote. Here's the quote. <laughs> um, so Kevin Feige supposedly said that the danger is when you get into the expectations game of wanting the people ex- be excited about the movie they get and not disappointed about the movie that they don't. Uh, so that's what yes. he's talking about: expectations versus yeah. rumors. And it was specifically in relation to Spider-Man No Way Home with the Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, uh, all of the stuff that people are saying we might get in this. So yeah, that's that. What do you guys, would you like to riff off of that quote? Do you have thoughts, feelings, anything about that? Just general agreements. Oh, yeah, no. I agree with Jam. I think it's one of those, when, when you start to speculate too much and you get excited and you make the plot of the whole film in your head and then it doesn't happen, you then diss on the film that you did get. But that film that you did get might be fucking awesome. So just I'm happier just to, let's see what happens and not try to ruin it for myself already by hoping certain things happen. And we've seen that happen quite a few times recently with a certain uh space franchise where we've over speculated too much and got all bent out of shape and and ended up not really enjoying what was was on the screen no No. i think so i don't think that's you're talking about star wars no okay yeah my expectations (laughs) my expectations had less to do with why i didn't like that movie i expected it not to be bad that's the only expectation i had rise of skywalker oh yeah that's a bad movie yeah, you know what's a great movie is the Last Jedi, fantastic film. Mm-hmm. But that was the one I was specifically thinking about, where we expected a bit too much and and it didn't happen, and that's it. Not are you shaking your head? Because not I said that. I, I got exactly. But that's you. He's talking about he's talking about people in general. Oh. Yeah, he's talking about the royal I, I, you. The royal people can go eat sand or spice, whatever. I hate sand. It gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. It does. It's dry. It's coarse. Something. something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm with Jammer. Yep. I just want to. See, I just want to see this film. If I'm honest, I just want it to be out already. Let's get this done now. I want it. It's December, right? Yeah. Yes. I think so so we, yeah. just over a month. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, we're out of news, right? We've got no more news. You guys didn't have any more news that you want to talk about. Is there anything? Oh, we've got The Witcher. I totally forgot. No, don't. No, I didn't watch it. So fuck it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I put, it in, hold Wait on, I put a minute. it in there. I put it in there to show Wait later. a minute. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what? Less stories are better. Because Jammer was right. And then Jammer drops two more stories. <laughs> you know, we just need to we need to remember that uh not all of us are perfect. So <sighs> I mean here's the I'll I'll react to it. It looks good looks like more of the same and what i got last time was good so i'm excited to see the rest that's yeah, it. what he said i agree sure okay um you guys actually want to talk about scream not really i feel like not that was really nick that was like a nick yeah. pushed agenda and he's not even here and then he's not even here <laughs> typical nick. I, uh... can we talk about the one here's the one thing the week that you were off jonesy he said, I think the funniest thing he's ever said, and since he's not here to defend himself, it's the perfect time to talk about it. I don't know why, but I've been thinking about this quote from him for weeks. We were, talking <laughs> about, we were talking about Squid Game. And at the end of it, he was just all like, yeah, it was really good. And I think probably it'll be like the best show I've ever, one of the best shows I've ever seen, you know, at, at the end of my life. <laughs> at the end of his like- life. 
<laughs> Wait, is he? Did he leave this week to go play Squid Game? Is that why he said that? It's just such a weird thing where it's just like I can tell he didn't quite know where that sentence was going, and then he rounded it off with saying like, "Yeah, it's probably one I'm of gonna the best die." Shows it's like you no, know, it's gonna be one of the best shows I'll ever watch over the course of my entire life. Like he just rounded it off, and I'm just like, "What? That's a weird thing so- to say." Here's the funny thing, and I don't know if you were following any of the conversation we were having. Do you about remember that, personalities. Danny? I do. Um, I do remember that. I do. I do. So I, do. I I try to get all of you guys to do that sixteen personalities test. To, oh yeah, to I didn't do out. that. Well, one. Of the, yeah, I'm aware, but he did, and so one of the things that came out of it was that specifically, it was the idea of like talking about ideas without fully forming them out, and he's like, I do this all the time. And I love that he went from very super skeptical about it to like, this is right. This is right. This is right. This is right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought that, that was very funny. Uh, I am. Um, I do. I do those kind of tests though. I do um, looking into how the brain is affected by um, food and exercise and being in community and stuff, how the, the neuroscience of it and things for to really dumb it down. Currently how you're feeling will impact when you take those tests so if for example i took you for a month and gave you great quality food lots of regular exercise and generally did everything that's good for you and then you took that test your your actual results would be quite different because you're you wouldn't be emotionally reacting to words on the page because you're not as stressed out by stuff that's going on so i think one of the things that nick mentioned there was a word in the sentence that was quite a trigger word for him because it was quite upsetting for him. But if you was in a, and generally speaking, if you're in a happier place in your life, overall in a holistic sense, and you take this test, you'll be less likely to be triggered by those words and the results will be different. So they're very nuanced, which is why I don't think they should be taken too much into, you know, uh, not, not, not to say don't take them seriously, because they can be, yeah. but how the rest of your life is doing, how your body is, uh, health-wise will affect the decisions you make and how you react to words and sentences and therefore results of the test so yes that that's uh it's yeah. the newer science of how the brain works is fascinating i agree and the only thing that i would add to that is i've taken three probably over the course of a year and a half and there's been relatively minor variance between all of them but i think having the spread of three was more useful than taking just the one and two sure. of the three two of the three that I took were with um, psychiatrists. So like I was in a work situation, they were like, hey, everybody, we're gonna take these tests. And so in those two situations, I took two different types of personality inventories. And another one was just a friend sending me like, hey, take this test. And that's the one that I sent you guys. Sure, and but without, fast- without going into too much, sorry, Jody, but you, mm-hmm. you, you strike me from what little I know about you, that you do tend to look after yourself in a holistic sense. So I, I don't get the feeling that there was too, I know you had the move and everything. You shake your head. Job, might, like, might make things slightly stressed, but I don't think you're very high and drop between stressed and not stressed. I think you're kind of level. And so maybe that was it. Yeah. What about um, me? What about me, Danny? What am I like? You got, you got to take the fucking test. Don't don't feed in this yeah. shit. You just gotta take no, the test. Oh, no, no, Dan, Danny, tell me, tell me what I'm like. No, you were you were all proud. I didn't take that test. All right, we'll be no, proud. I wasn't proud. I just didn't have you, time you get yet. no Danny feedback. I get Danny feedback. Danny, 
Danny. Well, I, I, I with you, Gemma, I think I think it's the same. From what I can tell with you, it's the same. Now, I'm not saying everything is perfect because obviously, with especially with the zombie apocalypse that's happened over the last two years, you know, the Backstreet Boys reunion tour, that's affected everybody. You guys have been locked up for a long time. Being locked up away from sunlight, away from community, away from nature, your diet probably wasn't that good. You probably weren't exercising as probably. much. As, and all these things affect your brain. And so therefore... If I'd have got you to take the test before the zombie apocalypse and then during and then when everything gets wonderful again, I think you'd see some differences. Honestly, that would be for the first six okay. months of the apocalypse, I was fucking fit. I was great. And then it kept going. And then it kept going. <laughs> it didn't stop. <laughs> it didn't stop. Um, so here's what I did do um, for Scream. I would just, I want to honor Nick's wish, even though he's not here and I'll throw out some stuff. A couple of interesting facts you guys might not have known about Scream. Did you all know that it was originally titled Scary Movie, which I think is hilarious. Yes. Oh, that is funny. I didn't know that. That, that makes sense. How did, you, how did you know that, Danny? Uh, I don't know. I just picked that up over the years uh, about the, talk. I think it might've been Wes Craven himself talking about it in an interview mm. or something about the original name. Okay. Um, and they reference it a few times in the film too, right? Scary movie is said yes. about five or six times at least yep. in the film. Do you like and scary movies? So supposedly the reason that they changed it was because Harvey Weinstein was listening to the Michael Jackson song Scream in his car with his brother Bob. And they really liked it for the title of the movie. So I thought that was right. pretty interesting. I don't like that you brought in Harvey Weinstein to our conversation, but all right, let's continue I mean, on. I mean, I could have just hit it and quit it. And you were like, I got to dwell on this thing. So there's a there's a did you I I don't remember seeing this the first time I watched it but the the janitor was dressed as Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Just oh, when, I didn't just when, the, just when the Fonz was about to get it, um, he bo goes into the corridor like he's chasing these kids, and the janitor's there mopping the floor with the red and black striped jumper yeah. and the and the fedora hat on. I don't remember that in the. First That's Wes one. Craven. Uh, that oh oh well I didn't know that so that's Wes Craven himself dressed up as. Um, yeah. Freddy Krueger, brilliant. And did you hear, that I heard the line for the first time as well, I even wrote it down, you're starting to sound like some Wes Carpenter flick. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Who is the, who's I, didn't, the, I didn't notice um, that. Sorry guys, who's the, who's the blonde girl, the best friend that gets killed by the garage door? Sorry, spoilers everybody. For oh, Rose McGowan. Yeah. Right, so Rose McGowan, wasn't she one of the witches in Charmed? Yes. I don't Maybe. know. Because there's a, right. there's a line so. where she says, she says, what am I, the beer witch? When he says, go and get me another beer. I think that's and I'm just correct. looking at her going, aren't you the witch? Was she the witch already in Charmed when this film came Probably. out? Was that already flying around? That sounds and about she right. Was the one that, yeah. So I, I, this time around. I thought she said, I thought she said, I thought she said beer wench. Oh, no, no. It sounds so much better the way I heard it. I agree. It but but also beer but wench makes that. more sense. Let's just go that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> beer, beer wench makes more sense yeah. um here's something else you guys might not have known so nev campbell is the person that eventually played sydney prescott uh but they went to melissa joan hart Brittany murphy tori spelling um and reese witherspoon before they finally went all the way down to uh nev campbell did they so ask them, did they did, did they did they actually reject or were they just people that they talked i to? think they all they all said uh i think they all turned it down did you say that Tori Spelling was one of them? Yeah. Because Nev Campbell even says in the film, who, who do you think is going to play you in the movie of this? And she said, probably, I hope it's not Tori Spelling or something like that. 
So the way that this article that. is written, Fuck. it says that Melissa Joan Hart and Brittany Murphy auditioned for the role and uh, Tori Spelling and Reese Witherspoon were considered. Now, I don't know if, so jammer to your specific question, I don't know if that means they went to them and they turned it down. Um, I don't know what it means to be considered as, as other than just like, man, eh, we'll think about it. So yeah, um, yeah. Nev Campbell says, I hope it's not Tori Spelling or probably Tori Spelling yeah. plays me in the movie. Wow. Um, and then Drew Barrymore as well. Uh, but she had to turn it down because of a scheduling conflict. She dropped out five weeks before they did it. And so she was the one that came up with the idea of, well, well let me be the first girl because no one would suspect that I best, was getting murdered. Best day. decision ever. Really cool. Yeah. 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 It was really cool. That um, opening 15 minutes is like the best part of the movie. It is. Like the rest of the movie is just fucking weird. It's like, it's like watching an M. Night Shyamalan movie. It's like these people aren't acting like people. I don't understand who these people are or why they're acting the way they are. It's just weird. And freaking Matthew Lillard and the other dude are acting suspicious as fuck. Like oh, the entire like, movie. Yeah, the first time he comes through the bedroom window, I think he's a dodgy looking fucker. Yeah, and then the freaking the next day where they're talking about like, how would you kill someone? Like, oh, I would do this. And he just acts like a nut the entire movie. Matthew Lillard specifically. Well, so it's funny you should say that because he actually did an interview in 2015 with Spooky Empire and said he hated his performance in that movie. Uh, he said, I was horrible. I got lots of gums, big teeth, and a really tiny fucking head. Um, I, and he just like... <laughs> that doesn't sound did, like he's criticizing his performance at all. It just sounds like he's criticizing the way he looks. I was horrible. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of interesting. The lines... That a lot of people like from that movie like my mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me he ad-libbed that so, oh that's a great line yeah it's a good line yeah you cut me um, too deep man <laughs> he's like i think i'm dying <laughs> man such a weird movie i don't i think the faculty is better the faculty doesn't it have aliens yeah yeah okay i wanted to the make faculty, sure it's, it's from the so here's the thing kevin williamson who's the writer of this movie was like seeing was basically going to be this new meta breakout star within the film industry. So he made the faculty, he wrote the faculty rather, Robert Rodriguez directed it. Hmm. And, you know, it was like another meta tongue in cheek type of movie, very self-aware. It's literally Scream, except with aliens. And I think it's a better movie than Scream is personally. Interesting. Um, here is my last fact for this movie. Um, it is the fact that... Oh no, I just lost Keep my- uh, Keep vamping. I know, I, I can't keep going. I, I had a thing and it was just gone. It was gone from my head. It was a really good fact. Um, oh, the voice, the voice actor. So the person that was doing the voice over the phone, mm. he is Roger L. Jackson, not Samuel L. Jackson, not to be confused with. Uh, he is actually the voice actor from the Powerpuff Girls that played Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. Yeah, okay. Yeah yeah that's it i think anything else about that movie like it's it was weird to watch i watched it last night i was just like this movie's fucking so weird it's such an odd movie why are there no so many acting. of them that's my question for you guys what makes this franchise so sticky that there have been three of them and then we're about to get a fourth one and a series yeah i think there's been four there's, four, there's gonna be a fifth now one. there's gonna be a fifth one is it five? Oh my god! Really? Yeah. No way! Really? Number five. The new one's number five. Yeah. Christ. Your age okay. is showing. My age is showing. 
Number right, four so tell me had, uh, had the blonde actress from um, Heroes. I forget her name. Hayden Panettiere? Yeah. That's exactly the name I've forgotten. And probably but, wouldn't have been able to pronounce it either. But also Emma Roberts. I didn't know which one you were going with. Oh, wait, was that the fourth one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Because that's the one where they go back to the college, right? And they, they shoot go fit. I didn't I didn't see the fourth face. one. I saw the third one back in like whenever that came out. I remember the fourth one was referencing the film that they had made about the original Woodsboro killings and they called it Stab. And so <laughs> Oh yeah. They, yeah. Right, they'd made a movie of the first horror of the movie. Of the events. Yeah, and this one was leaning into a bit more of the technology. I don't know if you remember, but they had cameras. Uh, you haven't seen it, sorry, Dammer, but they have. They were setting up cameras around, so they were trying to video themselves, like selfie kind of stuff. So not quite mm. social media where we are now, which I'm guessing is the new film is going to touch on. The fifth one's going to be like TikToking. Yes, <laughs> you got 15 second murders. There you go. <laughs> I just want to see it's like, it's like, like doing a dance. Me murdering this bitch, like <laughs> just like with some weird ass music playing in the background. Yeah, go go space. Or it has it has that <laughs> that annoying voice where it's just like me murdering this bitch, like, and it has like that weird lady's voice stabbing. I don't understand TikTok, but I've seen I've seen things. I've resisted. Me too. Keep resisting. Well, you'll know this, Jonesy. My sister loves the bloody stupid thing. She's all over it, Katie. I- I, I don't know that. I'm not going to get it. Yeah. I'll never know. So, anything else before we shut it down? Um, yes. It's a fun movie. I probably Is won't it? watch it again in my life. I'll pull a Nick Doll. Probably won't watch it ever again in my life. So, but is it the greatest oh, I, movie you've ever seen in your life? It's now that it's not the it's just <laughs> that was such a weird comment. It's like it'll probably be my one of my favorite shows that I ever watch in my life. <laughs> Nick, why? Why? Why are you a good so presumptuous about the rest of your life? That Squid Game is instantly top tier, no matter what. And, and That's here's why what he I will commits, say: he commits I, to ratings once he like rankings. Once he makes them, he's like, it's done. It's already in there. It's forever ingrained in my top tier. And so, Nick, I know you're not here. I'll say this to you and anybody else. He's also not listening. It. He only you, listens to episodes. You he's have on. you have yet to see all of the movies and TV shows that you will love just like people so i recommend sex education you should watch it it's a great show it's a weird segue i thought you just meant recommend sex education yeah uh, that too Thanks, i recommend Jeff. the show and i also recommend getting a good sex education take while these pills up. and get a good it'll sex make you safer it'll make your sex life swear to god safer. this is the laddiest fucking podcast now <laughs> laddiest laddiest danny do you know what i'm talking about I mean, you're talking about just guys, a bunch of guys, yeah. right? Yeah. So is it the laddiest? Yeah. Why are you acting confused? Yes, it is. Okay. I wasn't sure what you meant. Yeah, that's what I meant. It's weird. All one right. last, one last thing before before I have done is that the latest episode of the morning show is fucking great. Oh, don't is say it? that. And you get back to that. And Billy Crudup and um, oh no, uh, Steve Carell, uh, fucking awesome. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. I'm still. Um, I have been putting that off, been watching C, and I'm like halfway through the latest episode of Foundation. So I, I've, uh, I'll get back to it. I've been getting in the mood for Morning Show by rewatching The Newsroom. And uh, Oh, that show is so good. It's so good. Why did it stop? Because oh, it didn't do well ratings wise. 
because it was HBO before so cable television was like boom. Like oh, obviously you have the Sopranos and stuff, but like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but it's so good. But I've been watching. I literally watched like every night for the past few days. It's like watching ep- three episodes of the newsroom because fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, my that was my final thoughts, Jonesy. I mean, we have to have an Apple TV Plus plugin, like the right, like that's the thing. You gotta do it. So obligatory. Obligatory. Anyway, dear listener, uh, you know. I've been asking just whatever podcast source you use, go ahead, rate us, like us, subscribe. Where can they yeah. rate us? I said on whatever. Podcast. Where do they search? Where Where do they search for our podcast? What? Whatever, whatever podcast you listen to. Like if you're, what do they, what, what do they, whatever what do they thing you're on now. What do they what? search? What, what do they search? This, if you've gotten this far in the show, you know what you're doing. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Whatever podcast app you're using, go on and rate us. Uh, like, share, subscribe. We would definitely appreciate it. Also, LRM Online has other great content on the website for you to check out. Danny, where can you be found? I can't be found, but I will find you. <laughs> Do you mean me specifically or the listener? You know. Oh, and you. <laughs> and Jammer, where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter at Jam the Writer and all of my books under the name AJ Cernan on Amazon and Audible. And eventually, we're going to be releasing a video surrounding James Bond that you Can't should wait. check out when it's, it's really good. It's really yeah. good. It's good stuff. Don't want to spoil it, but it's really good. You guys should check it out. And you can find me at Sir Jonesius on Twitter as well as Instagram and contributing to the website. Speaking of which, just did a really fun interview with the director and cast of Snakehead, which premiered at TIFF. Uh, so that just went up on the site. Go ahead and check that out. It's a good time. And TIFF the is Snakehead, it makes the lake dead. Da, 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 da. It's from Central Park, another Apple TV Plus show. Oh, right. I remember that now. Wow, that went out of my head real quick. Anyway, um, <laughs> if you are in the sound of my voice right now, Snakehead is available. So go ahead and check that out. It's in theaters. It makes the snake dead. Sorry, I'm really I'm ruining your plug. I apologize. Listen, listen, you're still plugging Apple TV Plus. They've got billions. It's billion, 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 billion on top of billion dollar company. I think it's a trillion dollar company. It's all billions. All the succession, yeah. all the billions. Anyway, Succession is actually on HBO Max, so you got that wrong. No, it was a joke. I know that was the joke. I think we're done. I know we're done. I think I think we're done. Anyway. I don't know. What's going on. I I, I'm, I'm so I'm so deflated my, anymore. My Asso's headphones on. went out. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. That's why things just, are just fucking peering out. This is the yeah, a second. Hang on. Hang on a second. I'm gonna move this guy again. Okay, here you go. There you go. We're All good. right. Jammer's move. Go ahead, Danny. I thought we'd finish days as you go. Mission <laughs> <laughs> accomplished. Oh, that thing. Yeah, it is now finally accomplished. Assembled. Oh. Assembled. <laughs> what are we doing next week? So, Jammer, you said you wanted to do a thing. Is harder the fall, harder they fall? Is that out yet? Is that out yet? Mm.
But the, I thought no, you I'd lucky buggers do... were going to do Eternals. I'd rather do. Uh, Is no, that next week? Do... No. Sure. Lucky Land Slots asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.